Welcome to Healthy and Happy, a program sponsored by the East Jamaica Conference of Seventh-day Adventists and aired right here on NCUFM, your education and your wellness station. It's NCUFM 91.13 and 5, and we have so much in store for you this week, so we invite you to stay tuned. I'm your host, Adis Jonas Murphy. Thank you so very much for staying with us right here on Healthy and Happy. Now, for those of you tuned into our program last week, you would have heard a sterling discussion. We had two couples just sharing with us their experiences in marriage and even leading up to marriage. We had Paula and Errol Holmes in studio with us last week. They're rejoining us this week. And of course, Erica and Neil Martin. Welcome back to studio team. How are you guys? We're great. Yeah, <laughs> you guys back. are looking good and you're good looking, my dad. <laughs> Um, so, you know, we started the discussion last week, you know, the building blocks for healthy relationships. You shared some of your experiences, how you met, you know, how important communication is. The neat one in the relationship, the not so neat one in the relationship, the one who cooks all the time and the one who is yet, yet to, to cook. cook. <laughs> yeah, I, I knew you would say that. <laughs> I knew you would say that. So <laughs> this week we are going to be focusing on the the roadblocks to a healthy relationship. And of course, the red flags in marriage contemplation. A lot of our young people, you need to especially um, make note of what we're going to be saying this evening and how, of course, we build healthy relationships. So let's go straight to it. What are some of the roadblocks? Let's start with you, Errol, uh, to healthy relationships. Selfishness. Mm, number one. Yes. Mm. If you want to have everything done your way, mm. remain single. <laughs> if you want to not be accountable to anyone, mm -hmm. remain single. Mm -hmm. If you want to learn how to lose beautifully and wonderfully, mm -hmm. get married. And what do I mean by losing? Mm -hmm. You need to learn in this relationship to put the other person first. Mm. And if you're willing to always put that person first, mm -hmm. and then you have the gift of your spouse being willing to put you first, mm -hmm. both lose and everybody wins. Mm. It's a deep union of mm. making sure that the other person's interest supersedes yours. Mm. But it also is a biblical injunction. Mm -hmm. God says, love each other as you love yourself. Right. So what does that mean? You are never going to do somebody who mm -hmm. is normal, will always do what is best for them. Right. When Jesus said, the two shall be one, mm -hmm. the them becomes one. Mm -hmm. So Paula, who I've loved for 32 years, is myself. Mm. And so I am going to do for her what I would do for me. Mm. We have a joke amongst us. Mm -hmm. When we go to bed in the night, I said, honey, please um, bring my things over here. Mm -hmm. <laughs> <laughs> she gets the point <laughs> it just it just marinated right there yeah in, in, in the center but very very profound point though you know we did not make the biblical parallel last week of what the marriage relationship represents really in the new testament we are told that 
the relationship that Christ has with his church. It's a kind of model. So Christ is always forgiving. He's always gracious. He's always merciful and compassionate toward the church. And likewise, he has commissioned the one he has put in charge, the one who he has given dominion to be the same, the husband, the head of the home. There are many women who have a challenge with the whole idea of submission. You know, boy, I can't submit to a man. You know, I hear a lot of young people say, I submit to nobody, I submit. But does the submission have a context, though? Anyone can pick that up. Well, I have a perfect answer for that. Mm -hmm. I am yet to see or hear of a woman Mm -hmm. who would have any difficulty submitting to a man who himself has not submitted to God. Mm So once you know he has your best interest at heart, you don't have a difficulty mm-hmm. because this person has your back. Mm-hmm. Now, I know, mm-hmm. I don't question mm-hmm. that Paula has my back. Mm-hmm. That has never become an issue. Mm-hmm. I may have a difficulty with how she manages my back, mm-hmm. but I know she has my back. Right. That takes away any stress mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. because you can die with this person knowing that this person has your back. Mm-hmm. That's a mm-hmm. gift from God. Only God gives you that. <laughs> Wonderful. Neil? I was saying it kind of um, depends on how, you, you de- how people define submission mm-hmm. per se because when some people hear the word submission, I think can be in subservient. Mm-hmm. You're, you're behind them, picking up, you're behind them, doing all of these things, but it don't necessarily mean that. It just mm-hmm. means basic respect. Mm-hmm. mean, for lack of a better word. Mm-hmm. That's so I'd like to put it like, in our interactions with each other. Mm-hmm. I'm generally a non-confrontational kind of person. Mm. So I kind of understand how she expresses herself. Mm-hmm. Sometimes I kind of, okay, I make her express herself. And I don't want the argument to go any further. I don't want to extend it. So I might submit in that respect and say, okay, mm-hmm. I don't want to win or lose, but make bygones for bygones. Right, just peace, yielding peace. Mm-hmm, for the sake of peace. So both of us submit at different points. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Not just a woman submitting to us, but I mean both of you, if you love each other. Mm-hmm. Then selfishness will not be the order of the day. We're looking at the roadblocks, Paula, to healthy relationship. What's another roadblock? Errol mentioned selfishness. Oh boy, that one seems as if it's a major, major one. I mean, if even when you look at it in terms of, you know, as Christian couples, we're talking together. It's one of the problems that we have in our relationship mm. with Jesus as well. Mm. It's as if every fiber of our being just rebels against this submission to him. Mm. So I think this inherent sinful nature that mm-hmm. we have, it spills over. In our marriages, mm-hmm. in our children, our co-workers, mm-hmm. it just it's a major one. And if we can find a way to mm-hmm. surrender yeah. <laughs> to God, mm-hmm. I think it would really help. We touched last time we spoke, we talked about communication. Mm-hmm. Uh, those, those two, Erica, you, you, is there another that you so want you to? you said lack of communication. Mm-hmm. And I would also say unforgiveness Mm, that's a huge one Mm -hmm. we have to forgive each other Mm -hmm. because remember that we're flawed we're imperfect beings so we're gonna make mistakes and we need to understand that we're in this forever Mm -hmm. you know so we need to understand that if that person makes a mistake if I make a mistake, I'm going to need your forgiveness and vice versa. I was watching a video circulating on WhatsApp um, earlier this week. 
he bought me flowers. Is yes. that the name of yes. it? Yes. Oh yes. my lord! Yes. So yeah. I've seen the depiction before, but it hit me even more when me I too. saw the mm-hmm. the WhatsApp video. So it's about this lady who was being abused. She saw the first telltale sign in an argument. You know, her partner got upset and he hit her first time it happened. But then he apologized the next day and bought her flowers. Things were going good again until another argument happened Mm -hmm. and he hit her again this time more than the first time. But he apologized after he gave her flowers and it continued. It got progressively worse, the abuse, until we saw uh, flowers, a wreath Mm -hmm. on her casket, on her grave, I think. Uh, Yeah. And she says, I wish I had left. But guess what? He brought me flowers. It's just that I really can't do anything with them now. And there are many persons who are listening to this program who may be in situations like those. They're in relationships. Um, you know, let's go to the abuse topic. It's not something we like to talk about a lot, but we have to talk about it. You're saying to me, based on your response a while ago, Paula, that I should forgive somebody who has put his hands on me and hit me and all of those other stuff that God don't like? So if your spouse is physically abusive Mm -hmm. and he has really hurt you Mm -hmm. to the point where you're seeing scars and it's Mm life-threatening, I believe that you need to get professional help Mm -hmm. and that you need to leave. I would go a little further. That is serious. I don't think there is any place... For abuse in love. (laughs) That does not take away your willingness and or ability to forgive. Mm -hmm. But where abuse is concerned, God expects you to forgive and also be wise because your life may be at risk. Mm -hmm. So where a spouse is abusing a spouse to the point where there is physical evidence of that, Mm. I think you can forgive, but you can also leave. Mm. And what does that mean? Leave does not necessarily mean leave the marriage right up because you love that person, Mm -hmm. but you never put yourself in harm's way. Mm -hmm. So if I were to counsel anybody listening today who is in love with their spouse and and, and experiencing that kind of abuse, Mm -hmm. I would say, yes, you need to ask the Lord to give you the willingness to forgive and you need Mm -hmm. to be able to offer that forgiveness. But to live with this person in that constant thing must be subjected to Mm -hmm. them subjecting themselves to counseling, making a commitment it does not happen again. Mm -hmm. And if it happens again, I would be the first one to tell you, you need to put yourself first Mm -hmm. because Mm -hmm. love so it's not selfish this time. Love and abuse do not operate the same sentence. Mm. Paula? I, may I say that the, the topic of physical abuse is alive in mm-hmm. the society Current right now. Current and relevant. Right, mm-hmm. yes. Um, but oftentimes we ignore emotional abuse. Mm-hmm. That's mm-hmm. a silent one. <laughs> you know, um, we may see um, scars and large sunglasses and scarves around the neck or whatever to hide, you know, we can and those close to us might know what's happening. Emotional abuse is not so easy to identify, except and apart from the person who is experiencing it, Mm -hmm. you know. And I think as women, we know when we're emotionally abused, Mm -hmm. the words and the the put downs Mm -hmm. and so on. Mm -hmm. 
we don't take it as seriously as physical mm. abuse. Mm-hmm. And may I hasten to add, listeners, um, Adis and, and my colleagues here in the studio, mm-hmm. that men also suffer I was from emotional abuse. Mm-hmm. It is just that our male society does not suggest mm-hmm. that a man should go out and say, boy, my wife said something to me that put me down, or my child said something to me because mm-hmm. we just take up our hand and box them or whatever. Mm-hmm. But what Paula said is true. The physical abuse is obvious and overt. The mm. emotional abuse is more insidious and perhaps mm. more deadly. And runs deep, And so yeah. as a country, mm-hmm. we need to find methods mm. and methodologies to address both mm-hmm. the overt physical mm-hmm. and the more subversive, insidious, emotional one because both can forensically harm mm. somebody forever. How do we... Especially with men, yes. for instance. Mm-hmm. Most men, a lot of men in our society as well, haven't been taught to deal with their emotions yes. mm. per se. Yes. So some men, when they get hurt emotionally, mm-hmm. someone's first instinct is to hit. They don't know how to deal with They don't even cry, I mean. Mm. So they bottle up all of this anger and it builds up, builds up resentment and they you snap. Know, and it happens in marriages. I, I was happens. speaking yes. with a friend of mine uh, recently. His father was murdered and I was just catching up with him since the start of the year to ask him how he's doing, etc. And he said, boy, you know, it was a rough day. Referring to the funeral, it was a rough day. Um, my mom, she, she fainted at the graveside. I was busy attending to her. I was busy being strong for everybody. I was just being strong and I couldn't take it anymore. It's like my head was about to burst and I just had to cry. Mm-hmm. He said to himself he would not have cried because he's busy being strong. And I'm just, I'm referencing your point, Neil. Um, I don't know, maybe the men in our society... As you say, they're really not taught to express themselves in healthy ways. Mm-hmm. But if a young man is articulate, we say, boy, him chat too much and he must go the other way or something <laughs> like that, you know? So as a society, we really don't embrace it. But we're looking at roadblocks to healthy relationships and even some of the red flags in marriage contemplation. Many persons who got married should not have gotten married. Erica, <laughs> should not have gotten married, Errol. Um, what are some of the, the things that we need to identify that are red flags before heading into marriage? There is something that just popped into my mind as you talked about roadblocks, and it's something that I am talking through with a friend. Mm-hmm. How you handle money. Mm. How you handle money. Give me some details. Go ahead. Um, so my friend is currently, I would say, in a dating relationship. Mm-hmm. And the person he's dating keeps bringing up money things. You know, mm. I need this. Hmm. I need that. Oh, needy, needy. I have to go here. <laughs> I, have to go, I have to go there. And, and he feels as a man, as a good he's man, yes, my role is to provide. And then one day it hit him and he says, hmm, I wonder if I am here because of what I can give Mm-hmm. What if I don't give? Will she still like me? So he's going through this phase now. I'm not quite sure how to deal with it, but I mm-hmm. think money is very, very important. Mm-hmm. Um, I, mm-hmm. And in, in my experience in my marriage with money, um, I have to thank God mm-hmm. because I think from we got very serious. We started to talk about money. By the time we were engaged, we started to return our tithe together mm-hmm. from we were engaged, which is something we still do as a couple now. 
mm-hmm. and our way of handling money is the family's money. Mm-hmm. So your two cents and my two cents come together mm-hmm. and it belongs to the family. It's not my money and your money. Mm-hmm. And I, I praise God that that's how we handle our money. Mm-hmm. I mean, you mm-hmm. can have money, what we call mad money, <laughs> and you don't have to account to me for it. Mm-hmm. So, but the mad money is in the budget. Mm-hmm. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? The mad money is in the budget. Mm-hmm. Um, but certainly, um, if you're going to do an expenditure mm. over X amount, we have to talk mm-hmm. about it. Mm-hmm. But but we have had lots of friends whose relationships have gone south because, because of, of money. money. Yeah. So I think that's something you need to look. If if there's somebody who always you're always having to be the one to spend, mm-hmm. to you know you're always picking up the tab. Definitely the right person so. never buys you a gift. Mm-hmm. You know, it's just. Your money, your money all the time. Mm-hmm. I think you need to pay attention to that. Well, if you're just tuning in, friends, you are listening to Healthy and Happy, sponsored by the East Jamaica Conference of Seventh-day Adventists and aired right here on your education and wellness station. We're having a, a discussion with the Martins and the Holmes. These two couples are sharing with us the building blocks for healthy relationships, but we're also looking at some of the roadblocks <laughs> to healthy relationships and the red flags you should look out for in, of course, settling down with a mate. So, Paula, expressed to us how handling money is critical whether or not there is honesty also in the process or whether or not one person has to be giving all the time. Errol, you were to come in with that point? I just wanted to indicate that there are some other things. How the person uses their time, Mm -hmm. um, how they treat their family members is an important barometer as to how they may treat you later Mm -hmm. on in life. Their relationships with others, Mm -hmm. um, are they very polite and with older persons, um, are they neat and tidy? Mm-hmm. These are practical things that you will have to live with one day. Mm-hmm. And it is better to have a good insight into those things before mm-hmm. you make that kind of decision. Since as Christians, mm-hmm. we don't live together before we get married. Mm-hmm. So those are things you need to do. Another important thing is to take time in dating. Mm. We rush too quickly into this lifelong commitment. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm not going to tell everybody to do what Paula and I did. We mm-hmm. dated for five years. Right. And for the five years that we dated, for the most part, I was overseas. I asked her if she would marry me. She said yes. She said she'd wait for me for five years, and she did. I won't tell anybody else to do that. It worked for us. Mm-hmm. But you want mm-hmm. to get to know this person as much as is possible before you say I do. Mm. Because you don't want to say I do, and then you don't. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, you want to get to know this person as much as possible through their eyes, mm-hmm. through the eyes of their friends, through the eyes of their family, mm-hmm. and just going out and learning how this person mm-hmm. is. Because what you see, for the most part, may not be what you get <laughs> because people pretend. Mm-hmm. So it's important exactly. to do good research. Yeah, yeah for me, okay, I have a lot of time. I heard a saying once that when you meet somebody, you meet a representative. Mm-hmm. You actually meet a representative. <laughs> you actually meet the person. Yes. Until you actually live with them you're like wait you marry a screensaver this is not a person <laughs> you marry a screensaver yeah they were mm. basically acting care put on a good impression and whatever but when you get to the thicker life the canton life and the struggles of life you see the real person coming mm-hmm. out and you're like mm-hmm. wow is it, is, it the, is it the real person though or is it the one who always was but you saw the illusion probably in the perspective it depends it could be a perspective because mm. you could be all 
in love and stuff, and you're not mm-hmm. looking on the red flags, mm-hmm. as you say. You know, one of the things I have to thank God for was my community, not just my my parents who were able to guide me right. But for me, what was critical was that they approved. <laughs> so after after this person met my criteria, or most importantly, mm-hmm. what I believed was what God wanted for me, then it was time now to share with mommy and daddy. Mommy, what you think? Serious discussion. Because if him not pass the test with the two on, you know, then that's going to be a big problem for me. And many young people today don't recognize the value of parental approval. Yes. Mark you, many young people don't have parents Parents. that they live with anyway. But it is important to do the research Mm -hmm. about this person that you're considering because marriage is something you only want to do once. Yeah. You don't want to do this three or four times Mm -hmm. because that was never God's intent. You give yourself away Mm -hmm. one time. Mm -hmm. And because it is a gift you really can only give once, you want to make sure you do it right. And because the audience is hearing us Mm -hmm. and there may be people who have done it more than once, God has this wonderful ability Mm -hmm. and grace to cover past mistakes, but don't make the same mistakes over and over Mm -hmm. again. And another gift I have to give God thanks for is uh, my church community. So after it passed, you know, parents approved. Then I'd go to the key people at church. I knew had my back and I'd be like, so what do you think? Mm -hmm. And it was important because they're all seeing through different lens, you know. And I want to know if something not too righteous. So Mm -hmm. can make the changes but um all right so we've looked at some of the red flags we have said you know how we handle money how the person or persons they use their time how to treat family members relationships with others is the person neat is the person tidy these things also have an impact is the person romantic oh well if that's a core value of yours or if romance is relevant or important to you (laughs) it's important (laughs) for you to know it let's look at some of the building blocks for a healthy marital relationship we've already dealt with communication let's switch to intimacy yes we like to talk about intimacy as married people and we're going to talk about it on two levels emotional intimacy and physical intimacy let's go with erica how important is this one? In it is extremely important. Speak, girl. Let's go. <laughs> yes, because I am a very loving person. I'm a very touchy-feely person. Mm-hmm. That's your love language. Well, one that of. and words of affirmation. Mm-hmm. But I love to hug. Mm-hmm. I love to be caressed. Mm-hmm. And I, I love to be able to sit in his lap and mm-hmm. put up my feet and mm-hmm. and get a nice massage from him and so on. And when we are intimate, we need to, you know, be explosive and, and, and just enjoy to the fullest mm-hmm. because, mm-hmm. you know, that's our gift. Right. I'm happy you said that because God has given sex in particular, the Amen, physical aspect sister. of intimacy <laughs> as a gift for married people to experience. You know, that's his ideal. You spoke a little bit about physical intimacy, emotional intimacy. Paula, how important is that? Because, I mean, as women, we tend to kind of rely on that emotional part for the physical part to be just as explosive, Erica's words. Yes, and mm-hmm. um, if, un, unlike Erica, who said, you know, she's very touchy-feely, mm-hmm. I didn't grow up touchy-feely. Touchy-feely. Mm-hmm. You know, you just knew that your family loved you. You kind of never heard it. Mm-hmm. I, I remember even while um, quoting Errol and so on, I would write, I love you, but it took a while for the to words to come out of my mouth. Mm-hmm. So this is this is an area in which I 
I am growing mm-hmm. and I have grown mm-hmm. into mm-hmm. over the years. But in terms of emotional intimacy, I think Errol makes it, thank God, mm-hmm. Errol mm-hmm. has made it easier for mm-hmm. me because he is a touchy-feely one. And sometimes I have to say, slow down, slow down, you know. (laughs) And he has taught me how to use words. And I feel safe with him. Amen. I feel safe with him. Mm -hmm. I guess we're talking about physical and emotional intimacy. So so we were in bed, you Mm -hmm. know, a couple days ago, weeks ago, whatever it was. You know, we're talking afterwards, you know. Mm -hmm. So what was this like for you? (laughs) And I just said... I just feel safe with you. Wow. So we're having this um, wonderful moment, you know, <laughs> climatic <laughs> moment, climbing Mount Everest. Tom, Tom, Tom. And I'm really feeling, you know, and I'm saying to this girl, you know, what was this like? And I thought I was going to be getting some Shakespearean stuff and whatever. No, sir, no sonnet. And, yeah, and she looks at me and says, it feels like a safe place. <laughs> and when you think about... No, but I mean, we may smile. And Should the, see a lot of us over there. If, 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 if you think about the radio audience, maybe a lot mm. of people are smiling. But when your spouse mm. can, after 25 years, say to you, mm. they feel safe with you, mm-hmm. that is tantamount to the highest yeah. climax that there yeah. is. Yeah. Because you have now brought somebody into your space who mm-hmm. trusts you. Yeah. Yeah. And you know, you talk about that. The other the other area about intimacy is learning your spouse's love language. Mm-hmm. And Gary Chapman has written a book about five the of five them. Five love languages. And if you know your spouse's love language, it goes a long way mm-hmm. towards helping with intimacy. Let's hit them quickly. And those are words of affirmation, mm-hmm. physical touch, mm-hmm. acts of service, yes. quality time, quality time and gifts. But I know mine. Quality time. Okay. I'm a quality time. <laughs> I'm married to a pastor. <laughs> <laughs> so, you know, you know, like we have to, we have to carve, carve out the time, every yes. bit of time, time to make it yes. quality. Because his yeah. Sundays related. are given to other people. And he either buries them or he marries we have to, We have to create that time. Yeah. But yeah. let's go quickly. So we've done, dealt with communication, intimacy. Elevaz is saying wrap up, but we have to get through <laughs> two more. Uh, willingness to grow together. How important mm. is that in building a healthy relationship? Who wants to go? Neil, go. It's extremely important in that you invest a lot of time, mm-hmm. not only time, your emotions, mm-hmm. your heart, everything. You have other people involved as well. You're talking about family. We have kids. All of these mm-hmm. factors play a part in us growing as mm-hmm. a couple. I'm not only looking out for ourselves as a couple, we're looking out, we're trying to set an example for others mm-hmm. as well, younger people coming up, and children as well. Mm-hmm. You have people looking on and say. What it would be like to be married, and a lot of them get discouraged. Right. So we're not necessarily going to be full on example, but just a glimpse mm-hmm. of what they should expect out of marriage. Amen. I think quickly, if I can add, you know, we, mm-hmm. we're we're so multifaceted as human beings eh, and mm-hmm. dynamic. So so there's a physical side of us, the emotional side of mm-hmm. us, the spiritual side of us. I think growing together as a couple, the intellectual side of us. Mm-hmm. You know, all of these areas need to be stimulated in our CIAF. Mm-hmm. One of the activities that couples we talked in to, action. Yes, fellowship. yes. Please, thank you. <laughs> we said, you know. As a couple, this was last year when we just got started. Mm-hmm. Find something new. Neither of you have ever done before. Just something new to right. explore together as mm-hmm. a couple. Mm-hmm. I think I think those are little ways that you can help to, yeah. to grow together. To grow Read other. a book together. Mm-hmm. Go mm-hmm. somewhere you've never been together. Mm-hmm. Look up a topic that you have never 
spoken about. Maybe you heard about it on the news. Right. Let's find out something more about it. Yeah. Little ways of just growing together. Wonderful. Um, Errol, I'm going to leave this one with you. And this is the final point that we will look at. Final tenet. Uh, love them more than being right. How critical is that in a relationship, particularly in a marriage? Loving Paula is more important than being right. If I want to be right, mm. I might as well be alone. Mm. Mm. Paula is right, mm -hmm. and I am not wrong. <laughs> I love that. <laughs> that, <laughs> that, 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 that if you employ <laughs> these tenets in your relationship, then you are you are bound to have success. Noting the all most important uh, factor, the, the most important factor, which is, of course, God at the center. We can't Absolutely. leave him out of anything we do. We are Seventh-day Adventist Christians, and so we look to him because our help mm -hmm. comes from him. Mm -hmm. So we've looked at uh, communication, the critical role it plays in a, in a relationship. Very important, ladies, gentlemen, intimacy, emotional, physical, willingness to grow together. Of course, loving the person is more important than you being right. Amen. You know? Amen. Um, get rid of the selfishness. Get rid of wanting to do things your way. As Errol said it, you know, earlier in the program, if we want to be right all the time and if we want to have things go away all the time, then that's no place for our marriage. We are so delighted that we could have shared this program with you this week on Healthy and Happy. We hope you were blessed, inspired, and of course, uh, uplifted by it. And we want to thank the Holmes in a special way. And of course, the Martins, uh, 10 years going strong. We continue to pray for them. And the Holmes, 25 years going strong. We continue to pray for you. We want to thank our production team, Elder Errol Vaz. Thank you for your commitment and time to the ministry, to the work of the Lord, and of course, to our production team. On behalf of everyone here in studio, I'm Adis Jonas Murphy. God's richest blessings. If home is really where together